Hello. Hey. Can you hear me? Yes. What's up? This is Sorted Details. Oh, wait, we started? Yeah. This is a podcast where I, April Richardson. And I, Millie DeCherico. Talk shit. I mean, there's got to be a better tagline than that. I mean, basically, we just like to dissect things that don't really matter and things that we want to get to the bottom of. Like in the previous episode, whether or not dragons ever existed. A thing that we genuinely (laughs) question from time to time. And here's what I want to say, Millie. And I said this to you privately because I will... I Okay, I'm a stand-up comedian. And so as a person that, like, puts... I don't want to say art. That's pretentious. But, like, puts things in in the world for public consumption. I absolutely understand there's going to be people that are going to go, Hey, you're not funny. Hey, I don't like the things you make. And that is, like, absolutely fair. And totally. Like, you get to say that. I understand. Great. Yeah. But there, are, I do get a lot of times where I'm on other podcasts, particularly ones that have maybe like intellectual subjects where people are like, oh, you're dumb. <laughs> that are just straight up, like not even the funny. They're like, oh, you are you sound like a really dumb person. <laughs> Which I won't argue with on some levels. But I do, don't you, I think sometimes a measure of how smart, not even smart, like intelligent a person is is admitting when you don't know things. Don't you think? Well, I think it's I think it's just human and humble to admit, right? Because so much of like what turns me off about life is a bunch of people flexing like they just know everything yes. about everything. Yes. And you know, right now we're in such a like defensive culture when it comes to that but yeah, uh, i'd much rather have somebody go you know what i don't know that instead of just going and being like some blowhard and like pretending like they know everything right i'm well, trying to defend myself against accusations you're trying to that de- I'm an defend idiot. the idea that you didn't know the difference between mystical and mythical sure of course i will say that i was kind of like okay i never really thought about it but maybe i don't know what that is maybe i don't know the difference right um I will say that I think Danielle is a absolute saint for putting up with these questions that we had about science fiction. Cause I, let me let's now that we're doing some housekeeping about the last episode. Right. There's kind of like two points that I wanted to make. One being that like in the discussions of like the JT Leroy and the like, um, Dee Dee Rose, what's her name? Uh, Gypsy the, Lee. Gypsy Lee Rose and the Mommy De- Mommy Dead and Dearest documentary. I mean, I obviously wasn't trying to like blame victims for anything. I was just trying to bring up sort of alternate. Well, actually, the documentary brought up the questions. I was just kind of, I guess, reinforcing them. So there was that. Two, the questions about science fiction. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm the first to admit I know zero about it. Right. So, yeah. But here's the thing I think that's potentially a good thing and hopefully at this point when people have listened to it and like they haven't like sent us death threats for not being for not knowing why firefly is set in a a different planet or whatever um is that at least we don't hold like really firm opinions about the stuff like in my mind i just don't know i just like to me and i you know i don't know anything about the science fiction world I don't think I have the bandwidth for it intellectually. Sure. However, if you just talk to me about it, I'm totally being like, all right. Right. That's that's fine. I'm not being like stubborn and refusing. Yeah. I mean, we did watch an episode of Firefly. Come on. I mean, that's we made what, a sacrifice. That's a deep text to start with. I agree. And I, so, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm just saying don't give yourself such a hard time. Thank you. Because honestly, like, I guess, it's better I guess to answer, the, ask the questions. I'm for, anticipating. And who cares if you feel stupid? I should not. I'm anticipating negativity when there isn't any yet. So, but so this is a perfect <laughs> segue into the first thing we're going to talk about. Only because again, it's a thing we've talked about in private: the black market. 
Now, and this is also part of this podcast is kind of things like we don't even Google. Like we're like, let's just talk about this without even Googling it or something. Right. But how much does the average person know about the black market? Because as me, an average, I don't know anything about it. Except for like as a child, when you hear that, as a child, when I heard that phrase, I thought it was like a literal, like you would go to a market, except it was just like didn't have a sign or something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. like secret. Like you're going in, like in Broad City when they go into the sewers to buy, yes. you know, off-brand purses or yes. whatever. Yeah. Well, and this came about. How did the tide? Oh, because I was telling you. So my friend Farzad and I were riding our bikes to Santa Monica, right? Yes. So we were somewhere in, um, I think it was in Brentwood or one of those places over on the west side. We walked, we went into a, um, was it a Ralph's? Or it was like a grocery store. And there were two guys being, while we were walking in, there were two guys that were being busted for stealing like yes. multiple low, multiple giant things of Tide. Exactly. And you were telling me this and I was like, why would you steal Tide? I, I don't understand the appeal of stealing Tide. And then that's when you were like, yeah, because there's a big article about it. I, I mean, I won't I won't go into it. The article, there's many, many articles about it that describe it perfectly. But here's what I was when we talked about it. And you said, you don't understand. I will say that. You've never done drugs in your life. Right. <laughs> So, so you've never I bought already, drugs. Yes. I'm just saying. That so that makes me extra ignorant about any kind of black market matters. Because I've ne- you're right. I've never had to go like, hey, man, you got the stuff to like anybody. Right. There's always going to be an alternative way of getting something that's valuable or expensive. <laughs> go, There's just You just know that. <laughs> in private, I go, I was asking Millie and Ernest, like, tell me about the black market. And you were like, well, it's always a dude. It is. It is. You go, you don't know this because you've never bought drugs, but. I mean, that's where it starts, right? At, yeah. at bare mins. Yeah. We have the concept of like, you know, buying drugs, illegal drugs. Because yes. again, a black market exists because there's a need for a product. And for whatever reason, you like, can't legally you, you get can't it. Either, it. either it's either illegal or it's too expensive or it's something that you can't access because you're poor or, you know, out of, you know, you're not in a, an area where you can get it. So there's obvious, I mean, whatever. I don't need to explain to you what an actual, just whatever. But m- my thing about the black market is that if you bought drugs, and I'm not saying that I have bought tons of drugs in my right. life. But even just like weed in yeah, Georgia weed. where it's not legal. Right. I always forget that, oh my God, I forget that weed is legal here. <laughs> Right, so it's like anywhere else that's not here or Colorado. Or in Washington, right? I guess you got to go to a dude. Well, right. Okay, so let me, can I tell you, can I tell the listeners about the weed story? So, like, I just moved to Los Angeles six months ago. I lived in the south in Georgia, the state of Georgia, for almost 40 years of my life, right? Right. You know, I, it's, weed is illegal in Georgia. So... What happens typically as a person who smokes, maybe smokes weed in a, a state where it's illegal? Theoretically. A lot of times, especially when you're young, you just like know a dude who can get you weed. How like, do you, but that's my, how did you meet the dude in the first place? You have a friend who has a cousin or like your cousin or like it's usually a cousin. It's usually somebody's cousin or somebody's uh, neighbor or somebody's friend. And to me, I've always referred to the person as a dude. Right. Even so, though lots of women deal drugs as well. And but like, they're just dudes, too. But, you know. In the parlance. Of- yeah, the parlance is dude. It's like, I know, or I know a guy. I know a guy. I know a dude. Yeah. And a lot of times those people reveal, to, reveal themselves to you when you're, like, either already smoking weed or you're partying sure. or whatever. So basically, like, that's how you find it. Uh, or... I was telling you before, like, there was a thing in Atlanta, I don't know, it's probably here too, where, you know, cable is super expensive, right? Yeah. So now a lot of people are like, tr- like, they know a guy who can get him free cable. But this is, the introduction to the cer- the dude circuit is what I'm so curious about. Like, if today 
I'm like, you know what? I want to go get some Tide for cheap to wash my clothes. Who can introduce me to the world of black market dudes? (laughs) That's a genuine. I don't even know what to say curiosity because it's like so do i just put the word out among my friends i'm like hey if you know a guy who knows a guy pretty much and then i would i would pick friends that maybe you know seem like they're shady <laughs> well they just seem like they they have seen a thing or two that's what i would do like i wouldn't go to like someone's mom like that a christian mom and be like hi can you do you know where i could buy can you quaaludes black market or can I get a prescription pad? Excuse me, ma'am. From you, you can know? you introduce me to somebody involved in the black market? Yeah. <laughs> no. Do you know of this black market? Well, because black market—that term to me—it makes me think of like an actual network of people that like all know each other. Like it's kind of like that. It's a business, but it's just like again, it's like a club without a sign, where it's like you just gotta know where to go to do yeah. the business. <laughs> Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> like, but now I'm like thinking about: Have you never done anything illegal before? Like, have you never no. bought anything on the black market? Have you ever bought like a like a fake handbag or? I anything? got a fake ID once, but I got it at like an actual place. Like I remember when I tr- this is true when I was 17 and Blur played the Cotton Club. Remember when the old Cotton Club on Peachtree Street was yeah, 18 yeah. and over? Yeah. I told my mom, like it was so on the up and up that I told my mom, because I was like, my mom already knew I didn't drink. Uh-huh. I went to my mom and was like, can you help me get a fake ID so I can go to this show? Yeah. And she was even like, I guess, but like, what do you, where? And I think I literally, so I just literally did what you just said. You I went, went to, to a Christian mom and was like, <laughs> hey, get me a fake ID. And then my mom was just kind of like, all right, uh, what? And then we ended up going to this place on, um, what's that fucking road that uh, Super Hair 313 is on? Canton Road. We went on Canton Road. I know it well. And it was a place, so it was a legit business where you just get like nondescript like ID cards. Oh, I I got one of those. Yes. Same place. It looked like a bank. All I did is I went, my mom went with me because she like lied about my age with me. We it was a thing I ju- and it just that made me eighteen. It did not make me twenty one. Oh my god! I didn't give a shit about <laughs> drinking. I think you even made fun of me. Like a bunch of people made fun of me because I remember when I got it. First of all, it was the jankiest thing of all time because it was like the guy seriously cut it out with like scissors. Like it was so fake looking yeah, that I'm yeah, like, yeah. how is this even going to work to get in the show? And yeah, my mom came because I think we just made up something where it was like. My mom was like, we lost her birth certificate, so just trust me, she was born in whatever. I mean, I bet you a million trillion dollars, the people working behind the counter were like, I can't believe this girl's mom is here to yeah. get her a fake ID. Because why but would it, anybody's mom allow them to get a fake ID, right? Because my mom knew exactly what I was doing. It was only to make me 18. She knew I was not even trying to drink. And then I remember when I got it, and you, it might have been you, like a bunch of my friends were like, so you didn't even make yourself 21 and i was like no and you which is why anyone gets one right you were like you idiots and i was like are you idiot i'm like yeah but i'm not gonna i don't give a care about drinking i literally just want to get into this one show because it also was only a few months before i was turning 18 so yeah so hilariously i did do the exact thing you just said not to but it was in no way an introduction to the black market like we went to a business it was a storefront right so we just well they were doing they were obviously getting around it with some kind of loophole, and I actually got that. I actually went there and got a fake ID that made me twenty-one. Right. <laughs> well, actually, it was it was that I w- I wanted to be twenty-two or something. Like I didn't yeah, want to be make it like yeah. realistic. And I remember going there, and the the fake ID was so bad because a lot of times they should just make it look like the actual state license. They don't. At all. They that don't. Place, they didn't no. make it like a, it was the. It was like. They didn't even say it was like national ID, and then it was just like your name and birthday, and that's it. And then a picture of you. Yeah, it was the fakest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, Hel- I mean it was hilarious. Yeah, and they just cut it, it out. The guy like printed it on yeah. like a dot matrix printer, and then like cut it out with scissors and laminated yeah. it, and was like, "Here you go." Yeah. And honestly, like if I was working the door at the Cotton Club or wherever, and I saw this like young girl with them shitty ass fake ID. Yes. 
trying to get into a concert, I'd be like, this is adorable. You can come in. Well, the, Meanwhile, think, if you would have showed me that ID and I was like a bartender, I'd have been like, hell Well, that's no. exactly why. Uh, that's another reason I think mine worked is because I wasn't trying to be 21. Right. So I think the guy did was like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like laughing at the fakeness, but being like, you're not even trying to scam drinks. So like, who cares? All right. Uh, so me, let me just say. What was I saying before that, though? The, oh, yes. To answer your question, other than that, I've never done anything illegal or purchased or tried to purchase anything right. illegal well and here's here's what i'll say because i'm not i i certainly totally believe that there are plenty of good reasons to never have a drink or do a drug in your entire life and i actively encourage people to like not right i'm just saying that like i think because i was an <laughs> i was an early adopter <laughs> to all those things I mean, I drank real early. Sure. Like, I mean, I, I think I had my first drink when I was like 14 years old. And honestly, it was just a, like to me, I always for me, my I I'm thankfully uh, not an addict. And I am really, really thankful that the addiction does not run in my family and I don't have it. But like, you know, when I was a, a kid, I was insanely curious about that sure. kind of stuff. And, you know, I was obviously like. You know, most are. Well, yeah, and I that's know. Fine I'm if you're, but it's fine. Here. A lot of people aren't, and that's totally fine. And I, I totally commend it because honestly, like, you know, it, it obviously ruins people's lives at a certain point. But like for me, I was like, oh well, I'm really young, and I want to try to drink when I'm young, and then I also want to try drugs. And you know, again, I never did like fucking heroin or anything, but I definitely smoked weed. Well, so who Def was your intro to like getting weed? probably an older guy from our high school right but i'm saying like so then when you were like i want to i want to smoke weed he was like i know a guy and then that's like your intro to the black market well let, let me tell you first so like essentially a lot of times and especially in places where it's illegal like a lot of times and most of my life I always just like pinched off of other people's shit. Like I was sure. never like trying to be like, I'm going to go purchase my <laughs> like, own weed. Introduce me to your dealer. Like I'm a grown ass woman now. You know what I mean? Send me straight to the CEO. Well, right. Because yeah. a lot of times it's like, God, because it, in, in a place where it's illegal, it's like a pain in the ass to carry weed around with you because right. it's like, oh, I got to fucking drive with it. Oh, I got to do the thing. And so you get, you're constantly paranoid that you're going to get pulled over. At least this is my experience. Sure. So I like never wanted to buy weed. Plus I can't even like smoke weed at my parents' house, even though. I did. Yeah. Many times. Sure. But I'm just saying, like, as a as a kid who lives with your parents in an estate where in a state where weed is illegal, buying it to me was just sort of like a pain in the ass. Sure. And so I just always I would just go smoke other people's like when we were hanging out, right? But then eventually you get to be a grown ass woman and you're like, I'm buying my own shit. Right. And a lot of times when I did that, it was like well, by the time I got to college, I mean, everybody in college, there's a weed dude in every, of course. you know, fucking dorm, if not more. And so you just know a guy, <laughs> know a right. dude, you know, and I hate to say it because I know that women fucking sell weed too, but I'm just saying that like it was always Again, that. Again, dude is genderless to me. Dude is genderless. I call everyone yeah, dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I call I'm them making, dude. Making that distinction. But I'm just saying that like, yeah, it was just sort of like a... There was a guy that I knew who I, I used to work in college radio. Yeah. <laughs> I knew a guy in college radio who, you know, as our, we called him a Lodi. He was a Lodi. You know, he knew how to, he, he sold it. Well, was he, were any of these people like also kind of trying, I mean, I'm just trying to get deeper into the black market angle. Like, would they try to go, if you need anything else, I got another guy. If you want some blow, I got this guy. If you want whatever, if you want speed, I got this guy. Like, yeah. I'm just trying to get more into, because I'm so simplistic in the way that I just see it structured as like a business. But I will say, but here I want to say. A network of people who all know each other somehow. Because I'm not going to Google this. I know. It's like, However, why did we call I this podcast Refuse to Google? I think that there's a difference though between like, a black market to me is not drugs and i don't know why me neither me neither to it's me, like any it's like guns it's apparently tied detergent it's like anything that you're trying to get on the low yeah like handbags right uh expensive sneakers yeah free cable like it's that kind the of thing. free cable thing is what how can like a normal person that doesn't work at a, the cable company 
figure out free cable. Well, because I, I don't know how it is out here, but in the South, we have Comcast and like all those people that work for Comcast are independent contractors. And I mean, I don't know. Oh, somebody's, so somebody's cousin is going to come in and like turn the cable on in your house. And that's it. And, and you just pay them and they pocket it. I don't know how it works. I, I didn't get that deep because I was like, I don't know. I work in cable. Do I really want to like steal it? Get yeah, on the black then, market? It's weird. How do they find? I mean, like, because I also have this juvenile idea that at the cable place, they like flip a switch for your address. It's like, you know, how when they used to have, um, when you used to use the phone and each operator would have to plug you into the line that you want to call like yes. you would call the operator and you'd yeah. like connect me to bob smith and she'd go okay and then plug in a thing that connected you to bob smith's phone line you, and then you two were connected like i always pictured the cable company being like that like i call and i'm like here's my address and they're like all right and then they plug me into <laughs> pretty much right Isn't okay it like so then how could you get it for free because you haven't called the cable company and been like plug me into the cable line well i don't know how again I don't know how the technical side works. I'm not a ca- I'm not a cable whiz. My understanding, though, especially uh, like if you want to go back, ro- dial it back to the phone days, the phone lines are already there. Right. You just got to get somebody to come and like flip a right or like do a thing. I don't know. Now I think it's all computer. Like everything's computerized. But back in the day, I think it's literally like you find a dude that had like the special tool that like flip the switch could turn on the shit that's underneath your house, and then <laughs> that's how you got it. I don't know, man. It's weird. And I know that there's like barter barter shit too. Like I, I had a friend who's basically, okay, I have a friend who's- I know a guy. I know, who knew a dude that got him cable. Uh-huh. And then that guy had weed. So basically so he traded, cable, he traded for cable for weed. That's I a dream. Know, that's a black market. Right. I guess. I mean, like again- Because that's just like all off the books. Right. But let me just say- and this is definitely not intended to make you feel bad at all. Okay. In fact, I very much admire the fact that you don't know what a black market is. I think that I think that if you had never dealt in these sure in I, these dark arts, then you <laughs> then, weed? then you would not I even would have so a situation where you would know what to do. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's basically like you got a fake ID with your mom. That's pretty fun. That's like okay. Oh, that's like so nerdy yeah i get it that's like so nerdy and square no but like for sure if that's the extent of like what i've run from cops and stuff before (laughs) (laughs) i'm not like the squarest person (gasps) okay i've not even run from cops oh i've run from cops on like multiple okay then what are you acting all pollyanna about over here not knowing what a black market is and you ran her from some fucking cops no i'm just but that was for like toilet papering houses that was not for like buying drugs i was the getaway driver for many late night toilet paper sesh and for sure like outran cops in my mom's honda accord okay then what are you talking about? That's not, that's, that has no, I, I had no interaction with the black market doing that. But I'm just saying that you're acting as if you did, you know what I mean? I never like, said I was like innocent okay. in gins. I'm just saying like, I don't, I've never had to know a guy. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, listen, like this, the, I, I'm, when it comes down to it, like, I don't know shit I compared just did, like, to like, I mean, I'm only scratching the surface in terms of like, whatever. Like, I, I'm. I don't know. It can get really involved. Like I'm not an arms dealer on the <laughs> on the dark internet. Like I don't know. You can. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. To me, the dark net and the black market are like kind of different. Okay, the black market. I get. I kind of get the dark net because I get it in the way of like e-commerce. <laughs> Wait a minute. It makes sense to me in a logical way because if you know like the code to get into like quote unquote the dark net like i don't know how to get into it like i wouldn't if you i don't i know it's not like www.darknet.com like i don't know how to get into it right. but once i was into it i think i'd get it in the way that it's like you can just search for yeah you can be like i want this type of gun or i want this type of bomb and then a guy's like i'll get it for you like it's like ebay like i get right the concept i could wrap my brain around the concept of that way more than the black market being a physical thing where it's like you physically in person have to quote unquote know a dude. And like I said, like when you brought up the, t- the tide thing, I'm still fascinated by it as a currency because 
and I'm not trying, this might sound classist. I'm not a rich person by any means, but I'm also not a poor person by any means, any means. And like I, when I buy detergent, I buy the cheapest shit. You know what I mean? Like I buy the off brand shit cause I don't have enough money to buy name brand stuff. So the idea that there needs to be a black market for people to get tied cheaper is like, what? But see, I, I want to be careful here. Cause honestly, like I think it, is it does deal with race and it does deal with class and it does deal with sort of like perceptions of what is valuable. Like to me, you know, the fact that I can roll up to the store and buy some Tide to begin with means that I'm a privileged person. A hundred percent. Like I definitely see how it's like a prestige item to somebody who doesn't have a lot of money, but I'm saying I'm somebody who I guess relative relatively speaking right. i don't live below the poverty line right by any means but i'm also not my income is very sporadic being a comedian so it's like i know i'm like what's the difference i'll just buy this kroger brand detergent right so the it's kind of heartbreaking in a way that people that like tied is seen as a luxury item but see we there's some shit that we fucking see as luxury items that are like fucking pocket change to people yes i'll tell you right now you put me on the black market for some fucking la mer Face cream, I will purchase. Like, if I know a guy That's who... That's gotta be a thing. Like, if some Bloomingdale's dude came up to me and says, hey, I can get you La Mer for, like, a, a 3.4 ounce thing of La Mer for, like, 100 bucks, I'd be like sold right like what can i do for but you that has to be a thing and that's what i'm saying it's like if me an average everyday middle class person is like i want to find out what options i have on the black market because i'm the same as you it's like my shit like nars we were talking about nars fancy cosmetic label nars right. i wear their black lipstick all the time now it's my new favorite it is. It's like fucking 25 bucks for a tube of it. That's ridiculous. If I met a guy tomorrow who's like, I can hook you up 10 bucks. I'd be like, bring me to this black market right now, sir. But see, I think the black market is not like a, a stall that you can visit at the farmer's market on Fairfax. It's like, it's like, um, <laughs> I know it's like a like, concept, I guess. In my mind, it is. Yes. Yes. That's, but how? on this physical plane that we live on, do I interact with this concept? Who, I mean, maybe we're going to get emails now that we're doing a podcast that we're like, please contact us if you have cheap makeup and skincare on the black market. <laughs> well, but, it's like, go get you a burner phone and then you... And call who? 1-800-BLACK-MARKET? I'm just saying, like, I'm talking about whoever the person is who's going to offer you the cheap-ass lipstick. Likely... <laughs> They have, like, I don't know. Again, I, I feel like I'm a fucking, I'm like a 40-year-old woman. I sound like a narc going, get a burner phone and, <laughs> you know, make sure, get a Google voice number. And then, you know, then you can do your black market activity. I mean, I don't know. It's just, I remember like, what, okay, this is so rudimentary shit. I mean, this is like college kids selling weed to college kids. I just remember this was like the early days of texting and everybody was all paranoid that the government was watching us, which I guess they were. But so, you know, uh, we came up, me and my weed dude came up with like a code a code, and we called them videos because we were both fucking <laughs> film. We were both film dorks and we were like, hey, you want to come over and watch some videos? I was like, I'm like, oh, yeah, you got those videos that I want to watch tonight. It's so stupid. And then I just would text him on his, like, stupid, like... He had a pager. At that point, he didn't have a pager? Or this is post-pager? No, this pager. is early cell phone. So he had probably, like, a Nokia. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And then, you know, it was just all very much like, you know, you don't call it the thing that you call it. And then, you know, I just, like, would walk to his house and, you know, he would give me the standard black market prices for the whatever I was going to buy. And then I bought the shit and then I went home. Like, and, and you met that guy originally because somebody else in your dorm or something knew him. Well, I just, he was the guy that always had weed. Right. But I'm saying, how were you aware, made aware of that? Because I smoked weed with him. How did you meet him in the first place? Oh, I don't know. Like at the dorms. Like at, he just was at your dorm. Yeah, he was like a dude that was a friend of my roommate or in my. Okay, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So a dude, a friend of a dude. <laughs> that's what. That's what it is, dude. That's what it is. It's like, yo, my roommate's friend knows a guy, or I know a right, guy. But when or, you get to an age like we are now, where we don't have roommates or we don't live in a dorm, how do you find the dude? Oh, it's a, it's embarrassing. It can be like an embar- It can be an extremely embarrassing ritual where you're like. 
at a grown ass woman talking to like a 22 year old. Okay. Kid. And then it's like, yeah, unless you, I mean, actually I do know grown ass people. Like there's a guy, <laughs> there was a, like when I lived in East Atlanta, there was a dad in the neighborhood that made edibles. Right. And he was like a dad. And like he he was a grown dude with a job and he just made edibles in his spare time and he just sold edibles to all the people in the neighborhood. Well, it's like Weeds, the show Weeds. I mean, it's that kind of thing. I never saw Weeds. But in that, in that way, though, so do you think that when he began, when he was like, I'm going to start making edibles, that he had to go give out like free samps to like spread the word? To be like, I'm no this, I'm the edible guy now? You know, I don't think it was that How organized. do you put out the word in the beginning to be like, now come to me for weed? I think it just start. you light one match and then it sets off a whole, because yeah. like, honestly, all you got it like, he just probably said, hey man, I made a batch of these brownies, you want some? And then like, that person told their roommate or their wife, hey, so-and-so made a fucking tray of brownies. <laughs> do you think he'd make me a tray of brownies and I'll like give him money for it? Yeah, why not? Oh, and then, it but, and then that person like goes to the bar and goes, hey, man, there's a guy in my neighborhood that like sells edibles. So is that the way that you think people find out about Tide? It's like you on the black market. It's just. I, I don't know how it works in that way. I got to read this article Again, when we're done. This is coming from. I'm like my my perspective of everything I just said to you comes from. This idea that I like, you know, am a privilege, a person of privilege that, you know, essentially dabbles in weed, which is like, you know, dumb. Like, it's just like, I'm like small potatoes compared to anything else. Right. So I'm lucky that I don't have to fucking like, you know, I don't have horrible stories to tell. Could be worse, but I'm just I'm like ultra square. I'm coming from like the squarest position possible where I'm like. Right. Tell me about about illegal activity of which I've never participated. Although you have run from the fucking. I cops, mean, I've done. Is- uh, okay, I should amend that. Yeah, I've done like I guess illegal shit, but it was like pranks or whatever. It wasn't right. like contacting. I just want. I mean, in my ideal world, people will wear those like "Hello, my name is" name tags, and then it'll be like, "I work for the black market." How well, can I help why you? the fuck would they do that? They ain't trying to get in trouble. They're not or trying to get arrested. Be some code like there would just be like a code thing where it's like. It doesn't have to be that blatant, but it would be something where they would wear that was like, what do you need from the black market? Because I can get it. You're acting like a black market is just like basically like a supermarket. Like with cost every, plus every, everybody, market. Yeah. Black house, wh- white market, as I was <laughs> called. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, I mean, listen, there is a lot. There are, they are, again, there's a, it's a ton of rules and regulations. I obviously think that you have to discuss issues of class and race when you talk about black markets because there's a reason why things are sold on the black market is because fucking people want shit and they can't afford it or it's not available to them or it's you know not within their means so that's how people get involved i don't know then it goes up to like being an arms dealer and getting yes. like olivia pope you know yes but bet- being yes. sold between countries and that kind of shit like that that is something that i don't i mean that's next level that right. doesn't even count as the black market to me that's like so next level that it's like those are like war, war games i yes. don't know anything about that and well, only, honestly gonna, i only know about it from television and movies so. this is not as an abrupt uh segue as i thought it was going to be because we did talk about being teenagers and all that kind of stuff i want to go ahead here's the segment that we're going to call nugs of whiz huh. <laughs> aka nuggets of wisdom like you care? The only thing you have ever cared about in your life is nugs, chilling, and grinding. Nugs of whiz. Nugs of whiz. Nugs of whiz. Nugs of whiz. We're going to give you some nugs of whiz whenever you email us. Our email address is aprilandmillie at gmail.com. April, A-N-D, Millie at gmail.com. That's M-I-L-L-I-E, by the way. Yes. And any t- if there's any subjects that you want us to like talk about in our bullshit way, we will happily do it. Uh, our first email is from a guy named Matt who wants us to talk about Umbros. How do you guys... <laughs> listen, how do you guys feel about Umbro shorts? Personally, I'm a fan. When I see them at Goodwill or Salvation Army, I pick them up. Oof. I never had them when I was a kid. 
but my cousin did and thought they were really cool and I would wear a pair of his when I spent the night now it's so funny Matt that you say this because I constantly wore umbros as a kid didn't you like as much as say my mom I remember begging my mom to buy me a pair or two because they weren't cheap but when she I had like these crazy like neon purple ones they were cool. You when, wore them fucking always. Yeah. Every time I came to your house for like a fucking, you know, sl- slumber party sleepover, you were always in Umbros. Because they were, that was like cool when we were in, you know what I mean? They were like a cool thing. And also that might have been, or maybe it was after I was obsessed with Larry Johnson and the Charlotte Hornets. Because I had like turquoise ones that yeah. were Charlotte Hornets colored, but that might have been in like eighth grade. But you wore them too. Oh shit, yeah. Like my whole my fucking outfit in middle school, like sixth grade, was like a pair of umbros and a ginormous oversized sweatshirt. Yeah. From a southern college that I was never gonna attend, like UGA or Auburn or some stupid shit like that. And right. then Keds. So what my outfit was. Now the reason Matt we were eager to talk about this, other than the fact that yes, we totally wore them, was as teenagers how I am so thankful that I grew up in a time, and it might have been the last time, that it was, like, okay to be ugly. And I'm kind of not being funny. Like, that sounds harsh. Like, whatever. I don't think I'm fucking ugly. But I was not hot at all. And you know what? Fuck that. In, like, middle school and high school, I was pretty busted. And it was, you didn't fully get made fun of for being, you got made fun of for like wearing weird clothes. I got made fun of for like listening to weird music or like wearing Doc Martens because that was like crazy in our time. But we're in a time now where teenagers, and I only know this because I watch YouTube makeup tutorials all the time. And they're very young women. And some are teenagers and they are unbelievably gorgeous and unbelievably put together in a way that now I'm like, oh my God, like 16 and 17 year olds go to school wearing like contour and highlight and pluck their eyebrows and look like adult, full on adults. We had some girls in our high school that looked like that. Yeah. Oh, every high school since the beginning of time had like hot girls, like of course, but I'm just saying like, I don't remember it being the, this, all this does is make me sound old. Fair enough. But like, Now, there's definitely been times I've seen teenagers and I'm like, truthfully think they're like 40 years old because of how much, not just makeup they're wearing, but the clothes, everyone is so polished in a way that people were not when we were in high school. Well, I, okay, I I have a lot to say about this because I, I, to this day, am still a fucking huge tomboy. Like, I was a tomboy for life, like- when I was in middle school, I played sports. I played sports in high school. I just was always interested in, like, I loved baseball. I mean, I still love baseball, but it's like, you know, I was a huge baseball fan. I liked music. Like, I just was not. And I and I, I won't say that it was I didn't have girly pursuits because, I mean, I did love, like, romance and, you know, like, fucking teen. I loved Babysitter's Club books and Sweet Valley High. But, like, to me... I never got into, like, I just, it didn't occur to me to wear fancy shit. It just didn't occur to me to wear high heels. I never wanted to wear them unless, like, when, even when I was a kid and, like, forced to go to, like, fucking Catholic mass, I didn't want to wear any of those clothes. Like, right. I just didn't want to wear dresses. Um, I mean, I think I started getting into makeup in high school slightly only because, it was like I was into like alternative looks and I just thought, oh, well, I'm going to wear like purple lipstick and pluck it up my eyebrows within an inch of their lives and just right. wear nothing Yo. but foundation. I never Not even. Did. I wish I did. Dude, in high school, I look like I could have been an oasis. I had the gnarliest eyebrows. But I just but I think that, you know, I just don't think that we it just wasn't our bag. Like we just didn't like we didn't get in to the whole and trust me like there were women like girl women there were girls who I was friends with who I you know I remember being super jealous of because they just seemed like they were like girly and put together and they like sure. carried oh, like yes cute little handbags and like ha- and here's the thing about middle school versus high school that I will say in middle school I feel like the focus is more about the focus is more about 
your clothes and your shoes and where you buy your shit from. A hundred percent. It was so like, it's very please cl- don't think I'm poor. Yeah. That's middle school. I remember for me, it yeah. was like oh, begging my mom to get me things where it's like, I don't want anyone to think we're poor. Yeah. I Which think is it, off, like, please no, as an adult, I'm like, that's it. But it's like societal no, no. pressure. That is the number one, that was the number one fear of mine when I was in middle school was that, I mean, I both my parents are immigrants, right? And at the time in middle school, my grandparents lived with us in our house. And there, there was like this genuine fear that I had that I thought that people were going to think that I was like some weird, like, immigrant peasant right. or something. And- and the, I mean, whatever, you can unpack that for a million years and be like, why? But that's the pressure. The pressure of it is more about like who your family is, how much money they have. Can they buy you real guest jeans? Yes, exactly. You know? Exactly. For us, it was more don't think I'm, it was more a worry about thinking people think you're poor than people think you're ugly. Right. But then when you get to like high school, it becomes about like dating and like, you know, you can you can tell people have sex and people are starting to date and they're starting. And then, then it becomes about looks and weight and things. I mean, I won't say that it doesn't. And trust me, I had weight issues in high school or middle school too, but I'm just saying that like, it was the kind of thing where like, it yeah, just, you're more conscious of like your body. Right. Because I think you're just at a different age where like you're getting older and like all of a sudden, like, you know, I mean, in middle school we were still hanging out with our parents on a Friday night Sure. You know what I mean? We were like going to Red Lobster with our folks. It wasn't like when you're in high school when you're like running around on your own and you're meeting boys and you're doing your own shit and then you're starting to be like, what? Yeah, but I would argue today, like whatever the equivalent today is of Umbros and maybe people, kids still wear Umbros. Like I feel like in high school when we were there, you could wear shit like that and it would still just be like whatever. But if you wore something like that to school today, you would get crucified. Like I feel like today every... Uh, again, all this does is make me sound like some old ass grump in a rocking chair, like back in my day. But I do. It's like we can't deny with the advent of cell phones and selfies well, and duh. like things like Instagram. It's like sure. looking hot is number one priority in a way that it wasn't when we. Everyone wants to look a certain way as a teenager, for sure. I mean, we can't play like our look as weird as it was in high school wasn't calculated in the way that we're like, well, yeah, I'm gonna wear purple lipstick because I want to look like a weirdo, but now I do feel like when I'm watching these videos truthfully and it's like 17 and 18 year old girls going through these steps of like I'm gonna put on tons of foundation I'm gonna contour I'm gonna highlight I'm gonna do these things that like first of all you don't even you have perfect skin at 18 what are you doing well well, right because we're in a first of all we're in a culture where everybody has a brand every person is a brand and you have to like fucking constantly like promote and be true to your brand, which I think is disgusting. Second of all, the proliferation of fucking cameras, just the availability of them at all times. I mean, think about this shit. Remember when we were in high school, somebody brought their fucking disposable camera to our lunch table and we would take photos. You had to go fucking get that shit developed maybe four or five days before you get your fucking pictures back. And then they're all blurry. And then they're all blurry, or then you were like, fuck it, I can just throw this away right. because I don't know how to duplicate it or put it on the internet or anything like that. That was it. The extent of your fears and anxieties about having your picture taken were like, eh, maybe somebody brings their camera to school right, right. and maybe they get their... Remember, I remember so many times where people were like, oh yeah, I remember when I took those pictures, I just forgot to get the role developed. I just forgot. Yeah. However, now, literally in an instant, you can have your photo made and you have your photo made and you don't even know it literally every moment of your life and it could appear anywhere. And so to me, maybe there was like kind of a, there's a psychology in trying to be prepared for that. Oh, for sure. You like, know? I can't imagine having to deal with that pressure now. I, the idea, I mean, a lot of these, these girls look like Joan fucking Collins. Like they have that much like dynasty level makeup on and they're like i'm ready for high school now and i'm like oh my god i can't imagine the pressure of being like going to a high school now and that even knowing that that is kind of the bar that's been set is like oh i've got to have this much makeup on i gotta have these like amazing clothes you know what i mean like again i I, but anybody romanticizes their past because we did get made fun of but i just think there was way more room for like yes you had the hot girls Yes, you had the hot guys. Like, again, every school, high school since the beginning of time had that. But now it's just so next lev that it's like, 
you got to have like a beat face. You got to have like designer ass, Kardashian ass looking clothes. Like you, you have to look impossibly hot every day in a way that wasn't required in our time. Well, but we were lucky. Here's the thing, though. We were lucky that, well, we were on the very tail end of like alternative. Sure. Being kind of a viable second like option for wear, you like you know we I can were, wear umbros and doc martens and be like and if i got made fun of go well kim deal dresses like this so fuck off like there were still quote unquote not hot people that were famous do you know what i mean like, oh my god i could talk about this yes, all day so that, I mean, and again, this, please i'm sorry deal sisters i mean no you guys are no, hot no, no, as no. shit to y'all me. are fucking beauty queen. like yes, they are my idols so totally. i you know but it's like at the time in high school i could dress like l7 and if somebody clowned on me i could show them a picture of l7 and be like look at these rad ass bitches whereas today name a not hot person who's famous do you know what i'm saying traditionally oh, hot. absolutely well if they are they're like men yeah, typically. But women, like, as far as if you're a teenage girl right now and you're like, I am not a hot chick, so therefore I'm going to try to look like blank, who fills in that blank? Everyone is impossibly hot and wears crazy makeup and no one's wearing umbros publicly. Well, well that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, though, is that, like, at least, so in, in our day, there were, I'm, try, I'm telling you that there were chicks who were, like, super into clothes and shoes and makeup and they were, like, real put together when they were 16. I certainly wasn't. I was wearing a fucking flight jacket with a bunch of fucking madness and specials pins and shit. Like, I right. wasn't thinking about, like, you know, contouring. I didn't even know what contouring yeah, was like, until, like, what? five years exactly? Ago. So, like, my, but my thing was, was that in my mind, I was like, well, fuck it. I'm not even like that anyway. I do my own thing, and I don't give a shit. I, will, I would like to believe that that is an option for people these days. Like I will, I I would love to believe that there is a girl in a high school right now that's basically like, fuck, I do not look like Beyonce, and I don't know what to do about it. So fuck it, I'm just gonna be this like person that I am, and I'm not gonna like worry about highlighting and goddamn, you know, f- you know, putting like rhinestones on my fingernails and shit. I'm just gonna be who I am, yeah. right? However, I do think that the like commercialization of alternative or cool or like underground shit. Yeah, you don't see Kim Deal anymore. Right. Kim Deal's not allowed to be famous because she wears no makeup and she wears tube socks and, like, flannels. You know what I mean? And that fucking pisses me off because I'm just sort of like, okay, well, part of it is that, like, the people in charge would never let her be famous. And also we come from this different culture now, too, where, like, the music industry isn't made... Like, everybody goes through the Disney... Or the American Idol machine, so there's right. not like organic shit happening anymore. It's always like, well, they were a child star and now they're famous, or like, you know, they were. Well, look, I'll pick up the torch because I'll say right now, at the age of 38, I have more zits on my face than I ever <laughs> did as a teenager. But what, but what I want to say though about us is that I think what I think for you specifically, because I still look like shit, but I'm just saying that like <laughs> you, you got really into makeup. Oh hell yeah! But you never wore it like in, in middle school or high school, but now yeah, I'm you about love it. it. I'm about it for sure. But you know, and it was because why? Did you feel like it's just something you never dabbled in, and then you started dabbling, and you're like, hey, actually, this is fucking awesome. I think because I was a tomboy, also, like yeah. it was just a thing where I'm like, oh, that's not my world, right? You know, that's not something that I. And again, like I said, it wasn't. I don't know. I just never. And my mom was real strict about, like, I wasn't allowed to shave my legs until, like, 10th grade or something. My mom wouldn't let me do it. Yeah, I mean, I think that and was our mom. I remember getting made fun of crazily, like, being called, like, a bear and a wolf and shit. Because I have black hair. Like, look at, I have black hair. So I remember, oh, my God, I almost said her full name. I'm not going to say her full name. Her initials are CB. But she used to make fun of me all the time. She was so fucking mean to me and, like, would yell out in class about, like, how gross and hairy my legs were. And I was like, okay. And I just remember being like, my mom won't let me shave them. What do you want me to do? Like, just kind of being like, all right, dude. And I remember, well, I can't say anymore because then I'm just fully going to say this woman's full name <laughs> in the, the mic. But, okay, whatever. I'm getting way off topic. Um, but it's but it's a, it's ruthless. And that that's ultimately what makes young women feel bad. But even she wasn't that polite. I will say it's like... It's funny looking back because, yes, she was mean. She made fun of me, whatever. But, like, she didn't look like these girls today. She didn't have, like, perfect makeup on point, perfect outfit in a way that it's, like, I mean, yeah, you look at, well, I think she's, like, 20 now. But Kylie Jenner, you know, when she was, like, 17, looked 
older than me. I'll yeah. say it. Sorry. But then we but now we do have more like there's tutorial like the internet happens. You can fucking Google how to beat your face. You yes. can Google how to like pick out an outfit and all these like websites like what what's the website where you can like create outfit polyvore? Is that what it's called? Which and, like, is so tricky. Pinterest because- and shit where you're yeah. like, hey, I I want to dress like you know, which is what I do. I Google that now, and an 18 year old is like teaching me how to put on eyeshadow, and I'm like, all right, it's weird, man. I hear you. I mean, I trust me. I I had a pretty bad Pinterest thing where I was just sort of like, I was like pin pinning all these like looks, and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I'm like, I don't even know. Like, I'm sitting here putting together. It's like such wish fulfillment bullshit. Well, now it is. It's like a costume to me. I love it. Like one day I'm like, I'm going to dress like Morticia Adams today. And the next day I'm like, I'm going to dress like Annie Hall. And the next day I'm going to dress like Wendy O. Williams. And the next day I'm going to dress like whatever. Like it's wish fulfillment to me now. Absolutely. Well, no, I think there's a difference between you just having general curiosity of like wanting to like try on different looks. And I certainly like that shit too. Like I love, you know, themed outfits and themed looks, even though I don't do it all the time. But I just think that the culture of that being like we're like creating boards that are like here's the person that I would love to be if I wasn't like 16 and had a a shit ton of money and wasn't frumpy or you know what I mean I don't know I just felt like there was this weird psychology where I was sort of going like I'm creating a version of myself that's like this dream I don't know I I felt weird about it I will say this because we were speaking of class earlier I do find it fascinating if Thinking back to when I was like 16, 17, 18, because I see some of these girls online with like Mac stuff and NAR stuff. Oh, for sure. And like Urban Decay, all these fancy high-end makeup brands. That is definitely a thing. I think if I, 17 years old, if I went to my mom and was like, will you buy me a bunch of these like Mac lipsticks that are like $20 a piece, she'd have been like, you are out of your damn mind. I ain't buying you any of this shit. Like that is... The consumerist part of it is like, wow, how are you 17 and you have all of this makeup that me right now cannot afford? Because presumably your parents are buying it. I get that teenagers have jobs and can have jobs, but like that shit is mad expensive. Yeah, I was reading, I have to say, I was reading this interview with um, Tim Gunn from um, Project Runway, who is like, Tim Gunn is basically like, I always tell people this, he's kind of like my he is like my hero in the sense that I I always wanted to be when I was growing up because I think I was so like tomboyish. I just wa- I just always wanted to be like a refined snob. Like my ambition was even when I was in the midst of like my nerd my nerdy pursuits like record collecting and like you know weird movies and that kind of stuff. I never thought of myself in as a nerd like I never thought I'm a nerd doing all my nerd things I just love being a nerd I was like fuck I'm not a fucking nerd I'm a fucking cool snob like I was like always trying to be like you know which is so weird about like nerd that's like another podcast perhaps but like the celebration of one's nerdiness I was like I was an actual nerd and I never wanted to be a nerd like I never celebrated it I always thought fuck that's all the weird shit that I'm into but in my mind I'm like a refined I'm snob. a tastemaker. And so that's what I love about Tim Gunn because Tim Gunn is that he's kind of like best case scenario of that. He's basically like a guy who has a job having good right. taste, which right. I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah. So anyway, back to the original point. He, he, I heard him being interviewed and he was talking about young girls and about how he actually is kind of for school uniforms because he feels like there's so much um there there like the culture between young women like wanting expensive shit is so terrible at this point right that like if you just had school uniforms it would just negate like you wouldn't care like it would always be like it's an even playing field like right. because there's so much competition within y- young girls and young guys actually too in school where he was talking about this story about how like girls in new york will make fun of other girls because they have like mark by mark jacobs as opposed to like <gasps> mark jacobs oh that is oh, so they have like breaks my heart so much yeah so like some girl gets made fun of for having a 400 dollar handbag versus like a thousand dollar handbag oh, that is just the grossest yeah because- and can you fucking imagine that shit like i'm just like oh my god like you can never i would feel like i would never win like i'd just be like i lose all the time i'm so conflicted because i 
on one hand, when you were saying that, I was like immediately disagreeing with you only because of my own past of being like thinking about if we had had school uniforms, I was like, fuck that. I wouldn't have been able to wear green fishnets and blue Doc Martens and like dye my hair blue and fuck you. And, you know, what a juvenile thing to think. But now having heard, oh, what's grosser than classism? What is grosser than that? Nothing is grosser to me than the idea of somebody being like, ew, your handbag isn't as expensive as mine. Like, oh, I just can't think of anything lamer than greed. Well, but obviously, like, it comes from a place of deep insecurity. Because obviously, you just said it earlier. You don't give a fuck about using Tide. You're like, I'm going to go buy this fucking $2 I'm like, does shit. it clean my clothes? Yes or no? Right. Okay, cool. Then I don't care. But, like, there's a lot of people in the world that have fancy tastes. And I will I will include myself in that a lot. Sometimes I'm like, again, like, I will fucking buy La Mer on the black market. <laughs> if, there the was main, a lo- if there was a La Mer let's get real market. to the main point of this podcast somebody email us about the bl- the makeup black market <laughs> also this is all a ploy just to get free makeup and face products and to close out these nugs of whiz for Matt I gotta say I'm I'm just pro umbro as a kid what there was nothing better to ride your bike in and I will say too I did the thing where I wore bike shorts under the umbros. Under the umbros. 100%. It provides a little bit. Because they were real loosey-goosey. Real loosey-goosey, especially if you're walking a lot. You know, maybe like they start riding up in the thigh area yes. and you're like, fuck it, you know. Plus bike it just shorts, looks like a good look. Bike shorts under the umbros when I was riding around on my purple 10 speed. Of course. You had to go that way. Big ass shirt, like a triple XL Tri- Minimum triple XL band t-shirt. Yeah. Umbros bike shorts. It's a, it's a good Adidas look. shell toes. They definitely have. They they have to still make them, right? Umbros, yeah, for sure. Because I think that like they're so- like professional soccer players play wear yeah, them. Yeah, that's true. I think it's an actual functional soccer thing. Yeah, it's not just a fashion statement. Oh yeah, I think that like, I think that that is an, a uniform. But uh, yeah, I I don't know if I could wear them now. I don't know if I could either. Just because they swish a lot, they're real swishy, and I, I they're a little too open air. Yeah, for my for these old lady thighs, they're a little too open air. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I for will these thick old lady thighs. I will fucking encourage my children if I ever have them. Actually, I will not have them. But if my theoretical children, like, I will encourage my teenage daughters to wear umbros to the fucking end of time if they want. Same. I'm not gonna fucking pressure them to wear some fancy ass outfit. Me if they're I, but I also ain't buying them Urban Decay eyeshadow either. Get real, daughters. Get real. You weren't allowed to shave your legs until 10th grade. You ain't Thank doing you. shit. Get real, daughters. All right. Was this as funny as we thought it was going to be? It was actually political, I have to say. I, I like think it was. This is a weirdly serious ep. It was a weird. Yeah. Not a lot of laughs. Maybe a little thoughts. Hopefully. All right, you guys. Email us more shit you want us to talk about. I think future eps. Hardwick already told me he wants to come talk about Phil Collins. That's definitely going to be a future ep about how 80s guys look like dads. Um, I mean, <laughs> famous 80s guys. Famous 80s guys look like dads. Uh, what else we got? We got shit in the works. We got a list of things we need to get to the bottom of. Uh, I think next episode we might delve into that Rob Thomas song I'm obsessed with. You keep you keep teasing the I folks know, about keep, this. But then shit comes, the black market came up and it was pressing. Like, I needed to know about the black market. I need to hash it out. Um, Sorted Details is the name of this podcast. You can leave reviews on iTunes, uh, hopefully nice ones. Um, I My website is aprilrichardson.com. I sell zines. I, speaking of Umbros in the 90s and L7, I still write zines, and you can buy them at aprilrichardson.com. Um, and I do comedy, and all the dates are there. Millie, yes. what you got coming up on TCM? Uh, I don't know. I have a Twitter account. It's at Millie DeCherico. It's my full name. I don't know. Like, you'll find it off of April's Twitter. I don't know. How do you find these things? Anyway, um, I, the new season of TCM Underground has probably started already. So check that out. Saturdays, 2 a.m. on TCM and TCM.com. And, um... I actually don't even know if I should be promoting any of that. Sure, why not? Who 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 knows? And also, by the time I don't know if I'm gonna release it after this, it might be up uh, a bonus ep about Garth Brooks that we recorded a few years ago. I'm gonna throw it in the feed as a bonus ep because um, we just love talking about Garth Brooks. Um, also, if we the- can secure 
a VIP hang sesh with Garth Brooks Dude. on the black market, Dude. please. I know because somebody just Katie just tweeted us that he's writing an autobiography that's going to span over like five or six books, which, by the way, (laughs) I have no notes, no critique. Bring all the books out, Garth. I love you. And that's not a joke. Anyone listening to this, if you are. I tried to get Hardwick to get him on the pod. I was like legitimately like, dude, get him on the podcast. And Hardwick was like, Garth brooks like to is this a prank and i'm like no no i love him and want to hang out with him so if anybody's listening who has any kind of connections to garth brooks i like how you use his podcast as a way to meet your idols 100 i do <laughs> i'll text him and be like yo will you have so-and-so on the podcast and he's like i guess what and i'm like please he is too nice so um we definitely want to hang out with garth brooks so if you can make that happen i have a lot of questions regarding how punk rock he is. Lily wants to grill him. I just want to high five him until his hand bleeds. Please make this happen, someone. That's what we're going to end this on. Garth Brooks, holler at us. Saw the details fall away. Saw the details fall away.